Hey you, welcome to Taylor Shapers of Influence podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and things that will influence us. We'll dissect the integrated worlds of marketing, pop culture, and everything in between, from fashion, to sports, to entertainment. We're not only creating conversations, we're leading them too. Join us. Hello, and welcome to our Shapers of Influence podcast. Over the past several years, HBCUs have seen a resurgence of interest as one-third of HBCUs have received a record amount of applications and enrollment. To dig a little deeper into HBCUs, I'm joined today by Jordan Edwards, Taylor's Assistant Account Executive and Hampton University alum. And also with us today is Account Intern Ayana Tut, who is a senior at Howard University. And in case some of our listeners didn't know, both Hampton and Howard University are HBCUs. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Natalie. Thanks for inviting me to join this conversation. I'm happy to be here. So our current vice president, Kamala Harris, also went to Howard. And it seems like before Biden put Kamala on his ticket, many people didn't know what an HBCU was. So can you tell us what an HBCU is and the importance of one? Okay, so um, I can discuss what an HBCU is. So an HBCU stands for Historically Black College and University. So in order to qualify as an HBCU, the accredited institution had to be established before the Civil Rights Act of 1964 with the intention of primarily serving the African-American community. And the reason why these institutions were established was because oftentimes we weren't allowed to go to PWIs due to our race. So I recently seen a post on social media where an African-American got denied from Emory University in Georgia and his letter from the director of admissions stated, we are not authorized to consider your admission because you are a member of the Negro race. And that letter dated back to August 5th, 1959, which was only 62 years ago, which wasn't that long, so. And then I can touch on the importance of HBCUs um, and why they're so essential to our society today in America. So um, basically, if you grew up like me in a predominantly white neighborhood, you went to um, predominantly white schools, you didn't really have, you know, the the background that you needed to kind of like know about your culture, know about your history, unless it came from like home, it came from family members. So attending an HBCU really gives you the opportunity to like know more about your history, be surrounded by people who look like you, who grew up in like similar environments as you and really be able to like propel you in society. And also um, HBCUs are really important for like um, black kids who grew up in lower income communities and didn't really have opportunities for like the advancement of their education. They didn't have after school programs or anything of that nature. So going to HBCU really just get everything that you need to get um, as black men and women to really go as far as you can in America. Um, Just to add on to that, um, one thing that I realized is that HBCUs really benefit the minority in America, where a lot of first generation college students receive the chance to have a valuable education where you can go to a school that is a part of history within itself, where you're surrounded by people who look like you, faculty who look like you, and you even have the chance to receive an education that isn't really offered at the majority of PWIs. So for me personally, going to Howard was definitely a culture shock because I was surrounded by so many people of color who 
all come from different paths of life, whether it was my classmates or faculty. And it was a really great experience that I hope other people get the chance to receive someday as well. It's really great to hear that uh, because I went to university in Canada. Um, I did my undergrad at McGill and I didn't really get that sense of, you know, community, especially because McGill is a predominantly white university. So it's nice to hear that you guys got to live and experience such the community feel. And it's good to hear that universities like Howard, like Hampton are fostering that black community feel in the university, which is something I, you know, I wish I could have gotten. With that being said, more and more black people and people of color are choosing to go to HBCUs. So why did you pick an HBCU over a non-HBCU? So for me, I actually, the only um, HBCUs that I applied to were Hampton and Howard. And Natalie, if you know anything about like Hampton and Howard's rivalry, it's pretty intense. And I know Ayana, she can attest to that, but it's serious. Like we take it seriously, uh, the debate over who is the real HU. But um, I knew that I wanted to go to an HBCU when I was in college, because I went to a Catholic high school. Um, It didn't really do much for me and my personal development as a black woman. And I knew I wanted to be in a place that had to take me to new levels. I had to go out of my comfort zone. I had to grow. I had to experience things that I never experienced before. So, you know, like all there's all the hype over social media about like going to HBC, but once you actually like do the research for yourself and see like how you can benefit from the education and from like the opportunities, I knew that like, yeah, this is gonna, I'm gonna have to do it. Even though I'm going to school about like 12 hours away, I'm gonna have to like make that jump. So that's kind of like what, what it went through my head when I was deciding about going to HBCU. Personally, like both of my older sisters went to HBCU. So my oldest sister, she's an alum of Morgan State University and my middle, my middle sister, she's an alum of Hampton University. So with my mom going to HBCU but transferring out, she always encouraged us to go to an HBCU because it's definitely a life-changing experience that will teach you so much about who we are as a people. And I feel like it's very essential, especially now that you know, the time that we're in is so important to really know yourself and know where we come from, the accomplishments that we made and so much more. I think what's one that's pretty important, what you just said, like teaching us who we are as a people and that, you know, ties back to culture and HBCUs have a huge culture behind them. Uh, for example, the marching bands and the step teams and even Beyonce's Coachella performance was an ode to HBCUs. So can you tell us more about the culture and how and how your cultural experience was there? So in terms of cultural experience, being at an institution that is literally one of the hot spots in terms of culture is definitely something that is very hard to describe unless you're there. Like <laughs> the amount of exposure you receive in HBCU is definitely unmatched. So from my personal experience, I met people who came from the South, the West Coast, Africa, and even the Caribbean. So all those influences definitely played into the cultural experiences at Howard, with Howard allowing us to be our true unfiltered selves, but also with Howard being a place where you can grow as an individual, being a part of history in a sense. So like outside of the marching bands, the step team and all of that, HBCUs are really historical just because so many influential people and like organizations came from HBCUs, such as like Kamala Harris, 
Chadwick Boseman, um, Toni Morrison and more. So just thinking of HBCUs like Howard being a place where these people were able to find themselves to eventually grow into the people who changed the world is pretty cool. Um, but in terms of like the cultural experience, one of my favorite experiences at Howard in terms of like, I guess the culture is being on the yard. So like at my school, the yard is where most students congregate. So oftentimes in between classes, students would like mix and mingle on the yard, playing music, dancing, singing, and more. So it was great just to be around my peers and like my classmates in a place where the culture was essentially created, so. Yeah, I agree with Ayana on that. I'd say also like how she said, the culture comes from, you know, people being so diverse. And the culture basically is just how people express themselves. So whether it be like through the music they listen to, how they dress. I know you're really into fashion, Ayana. Like it's all just about like how they express themselves. And when you bring that many people together, that's just like how the culture is formed. And when I went to Hampton, I was introduced to so many different things. I'm from the Midwest, so it's pretty in Indiana, it's slow here. Like when I went to Hampton, I was just like experiencing so many different things, picking up on other people's culture, you know, like introducing them to mine. So it's really just like a give and take and everyone just like brings their own vibe. And that's really just how it is. And then to touch on like one of my favorite cultural experiences at my HBCU was um, homecoming, like homecoming, oh my gosh. It was just oh, so amazing. So many different people coming back, like alumni, celebrities who graduated from, from the school and just giving back and then continuously adding on to that layer of culture. It's just something new every year. Yeah, also like when you said you were from the Midwest, like one thing that I realized is like, I'm from New York. So like bringing like New York culture to DC and like like getting that DC culture, like mumbo sauce, go-go music, like all that stuff I was able to take back home with me. So like now I'd be wanting to listen to like DC music or listening to like Afrobeats from my African friends at Howard. Like it's so, it's so cool just to like have all those different influences in your life to shape you into who you are. And like, you get to find out what you like, what you don't like, you know? So it's really cool. And also like homecoming is definitely like top tier at any HBCU, so. It's really good to hear because I went to school in Canada and I never got to experience anything like that. Um, most of my friends were Africans, uh, were a group of African girls, um, and we managed to find culture within ourselves, uh, even though we're all from different parts of Africa, you know, we found culture within ourselves. And it's when it came to McGill, we didn't really have a lot of culture. The only culture we had was school spirit. Um, so it's nice to see that, you know, the little community and culture I found with my friends, uh, you're something like a university like Howard and, and, and Hampton and like all the HBCUs managed to amplify that small community culture I found within my friends and managed to amplify that in a, on a university scale and a larger scale. So that's, that's really great to hear. So the point of university really is for you to learn and to prepare you for the professional world. So how has your university experience prepared you for the professional world? And what tools and skills did you gain from going to an HBCU that you wouldn't have gotten at a non-HBCU? I'd say professionalism is something that is stressed from like day one at an HBCU. At Hampton, we had anywhere we went to a career-related event, um, we had to be in business professional attire. So they were very serious about us bringing our best selves forward and like having that best um, 
first impression with whoever may be like a job interviewer at a career fair, um, just making sure that you are propelling yourself to the top of their list for like candidates to make sure that you are, you know, you have like the best resume that you're up on on your classes. So I say that professionalism is really important at HBCU because so many times like we're discriminated against in the workplace and in our career fields that, you know, they try to set us up for success as much as they can by making us attend classes, um, how to sit in an interview, what not to say, what to say. So it's taken very seriously. And I would say that because of what I went through at Hampton, it has prepared me for where I am today. I would definitely agree. Just like for my friends who are in the School of Business at Howard, like it was the same thing. You had to wear a business professional every Friday, I believe. So like, I don't know if like other schools do that, but that definitely does prepare you because for me, even like I'm in the School of Communications and they always told us, always look your best. Even if you don't really feel that confident, make sure you look the part. So there was a time where I walked into an interview and some people were wearing like sweatpants or like a t-shirt. So it definitely really sets you apart. But um, I would say Howard prepared me for the professional world in so many valuable ways. Like with the faculty at Howard having experience in their respective fields, they not only discussed what it means to be professional, but they taught us how to operate as a professional who has to work twice as hard in a place where not many people look like us. So at Howard, you really get taught in how to be the best of the best. Like Howard is a place where your growth is fostered by people who genuinely want to see you win. And they offer so many different programs and expose you to so many different opportunities that really do foster your growth as a professional and even like as a person overall. Like I know Jordan mentioned like the mock interviews, like that definitely helped me in terms of my whole interview process with pretty much almost every internship that I've gotten. So that definitely is an experience that is life-changing. So I can agree with my mom on that, but also to add to um, the network of HBCUs is something that isn't really discussed, but it's also really valuable. Like I received so many opportunities from HBCU alum who are looking to give back because the reality is, although we've made like a lot of strides when it comes to diversity and inclusion within the workplace, we still have a long way to go. So that's one thing that I think is extremely valuable when it comes to HBCUs. No, um, that's really good to hear uh, because definitely going to McGill and doing my master's at NYU, I, I never, no, nobody ever had to make that distinction. It was more like, okay, you know, you're going to, the professional world and that's that uh it was never you know how the professional world is different for black people i mean obviously i knew always knew that it was different but it's never something that was instilled in our university or anything i mean definitely one thing that was great is that we had you know the black student network at mcgill or african student unions and stuff that definitely would uh that had some events uh that were more geared towards professionalism and, you know, they were looking for um, ways to just help black students in the professional world. Um, but that was, again, not the university's doing, but more like the culture club's doing. And so it's, it's just so great to, to hear that, you know, on a larger scale that universities are preparing you for things like that. Um, something else I want to touch on really quickly. Ayana, tell me if you can relate to this at Howard, but I know at Hampton, like being involved on campus was something that everyone was pretty much a part of, like organization wise. Um, like I was in probably way too many organizations, um, but it really gave me like that leadership experience that I needed once I graduated, um, especially within my 
career field, it was like journalism based, communications, PR based. So I think like having those leadership positions as well on top of like the professional experience that I was getting from Hampton, that really was in addition to everything else. It just really like set me up for success, I feel like. And at times it was it was a pain. Like I know I took my organization work more serious than my schoolwork at times, but everyone around me, that's what we were doing. Like that was our grind. Like we were trying to just like take our experiences outside of the classroom and build upon that as much as we could. Yeah, um, I would definitely like agree with the whole like organizations, like just established leadership skills. Um, for me personally, I'm a lot, I'm a part of a lot of organizations as well. Um, I'm personally like, I'm a part of a D9 organization. So I'm a Zeta um, Alpha chapter. So like, even with that experience alone, like it really does set you up for success in the real world. Like I'm pretty sure almost every organization on Howard's campus, like it's always a bigger meeting than just being a part of something. But even then like Howard really does place an importance on a sense of like community and just belonging. So I would definitely agree with you, Jordan. Um, but another thing that I wanted to touch on too is like, I don't think I would have learned like what it means to be comfortable in my own skin at a different school. Like at an HBCU, they teach you how to really own a room. And it's not by like code switching or anything similar to that. They really teach you how to market yourself as a valuable professional, like who has many things to offer, even if it's not in a professional sense, just off, just like what you have to offer as a person, like what you're bringing to the table. Like they really want you to like know how to market yourself, so. Oh, I also wanted to say too, like from this podcast, we're making it sound like, you know, HBCUs is like heaven on earth and it is, but also too, like the reality is a lot of HBCUs are underfunded. Like some HBCUs receive more money than others, but at the end of the day, as a whole, we still don't get the amount of funding that other schools get. So like, we're kind of dealing with that. And that also does aid in who we are as people too. Like for me personally, I stayed in a building that's over like really, really old. So like, it was a very humbling experience to say. So like that also like HBC, being at HBC was very humbling because it's kind of like, you're not really getting what other, you know, college students get at a PWI that has like over millions of dollars in funding. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you think that now that more and more people are applying to HBCUs and picking Howard universities and Hampton universities over your NYUs and Columbia's and Duke and stuff like that, uh, you will get more funding, um, especially now that, you know, you have big names like Kamala Harris and Toni Morrison who went to HBCUs and stuff like people are going to want to fund HBCUs more. I would say too, like, there's definitely like a stigma, like, oh, if I have a degree from HBCU, it's not as valuable as a degree from PWI. But when you have alumni who's changing the world, for example, like Kamala Harris, then it kind of just negates that stigma in a way. So like, I definitely do think funding would increase, but also too, like with the, like with 2020, just, you know, focusing like on the racial tensions that were in the country, a lot of people have been donating to HBCUs just because they realize how important it is. So I would say that's another factor as well, if you want to pitch in, Jordan. Yeah, like you wouldn't believe how many times you see the conversation on like mainly Twitter about people going back and forth. Oh, I would never get a degree from an HBCU. Like, why would I do that? It's a waste of money, not going to get you anywhere. I think that people like Kamala are really like, you know, representing us at HBCUs, like, yes, you can make it there with a degree from HBCU. Um, you got to put in that work, but the connections, the pipeline at an HBCU 
you know, you can really, you can make it that far. And like, it's crazy because, you know, Taylor, they have the HBCU program, um, inter internship program. And it's like, I'm meeting people like Ayana, other interns from HBCUs. It's like, we're going to be connected for life. Like if I need some, if I need to hit up somebody at Howard, like I'm going to hit up Ayana. Like it's just the connections and like the, the power that we hold in not only in our degrees, but just like in our relationships, it's, it's strong and it'll really take you far. I think it's a really good point that both of you bring up because why is it that once you attach black to something, it's devalued? Because it's a historically black university, it's not as good as the others. It's, it's No, that's not the case. It's just, they're just as good, if not better than some of the other universities out there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And also too, like if you, one thing that I say for people who are applying to colleges, make sure that you do your research. Like just because you hear that maybe Yale, Columbia, NYU, Harvard, all those schools are like the top schools, make sure that you actually do your research. See what alumni come from these schools. Cause a lot of like Hampton and Howard alumni are in like top spots in the industry. Like I know, um, I think his name is Derek Lewis. He's a Hampton alumni and he's like, one of the senior leaders at Pepsi right now. So like, you really just have to do your research when it comes to like, who's came from these HBCUs because you'll realize like so many people, like when I say so many people, so many people came from HBCUs who are really like excelling in their field, so. Well, thank you both so much. Uh, this was super informative for me, um, mostly because, you know, I, I didn't grow up in America, so I didn't really know much about HBCUs. So so good to hear how beneficial they are and how much culture and community are is uh, built around HBCU. So thank you again so much. Of course, I had so much fun. Thank you for having me again. Well, that wraps up this episode of Taylor's Shapers of Influence. To learn more about what we do at Taylor, you can find us at taylorstrategy.com. Looking for more episodes of the podcast? Find us wherever you stream stuff. We're on iTunes and other major streaming platforms. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Taylor Strategy. Thanks for stopping by and tuning in. Peace.